data-driven, ambitious, and love all things marketing? I'm Emma. I've dabbled in all marketing channels in my career. And my passion? Providing my team with the tools to be the superstars. So, I'm making a podcast to share everything I've learned along the way, from my bachelor's internships to early career in marketing to becoming head of international marketing by age 29. Plus, everything I wish my 20-year-old self had known. So pour yourself a cup of coffee, get your snacks ready to go, and let's do this. Hello! So today's episode is going to be all about public speaking and marketing presentations and how to prepare and deliver confident marketing presentations. Now, this framework, I'm going to go through seven steps that I do when I present mine, but this can be taken to pretty much any other industry, but there's just a few little nuggets that are very specific to the marketing world. But if you are somebody that is doing presentations and you are finding that you don't have the confidence or you find them a really big challenge, then you'll definitely be able to take some nuggets away from this today to help you. So when I was at university and I was in the States in university, there was a class, so you have to do general studies in the States. It's not like the UK where you just do your degree. When you do your bachelor's in America, you actually do all different subjects. So you do like college algebra and PE and maths and biology and gosh I'm trying to think of some of the other ones English literature American history all different types of classes and they were weird and wonderful and it was actually quite fun but one of the classes that we did was called public speaking 101 and you were thrown in with a bunch of college students there was athletes in there there was people from the drama department there was people from all walks of life and had come from all over America and actually all over the world and it was pretty terrifying class on the outside you had to deliver three different presentations to the class throughout the semester the first one was on yourself the second one was I think on something that's related to your major and I can't remember what the third one was but you had to do like a five to ten minute presentation in front of the class and it was funny because there was people like me that I always loved speaking and loved like I used to love drama GCSE drama I was all there for it so I like thrived in that class and thought it was so fun and I couldn't wait to get up and talk and then there was other people that just absolutely dreaded it couldn't think of anything worse and would avoid that class at all costs in fact I know some people that didn't take that class until their senior year because they just didn't want to do it and it's just funny isn't it how some people are like could love bounding up there and talking and not see a problem with it and there's other people that it is it is a really scary thing to do so after I graduated throughout my whole marketing career there's always been times I would say once a quarter really that I need to do a presentation and whether that's to your marketing peers or to the sales department or even at board level and there's some things and tips and tricks oh, I hate tips and tricks I hate when people say that oh might edit this out um there's some things that I've learned that have really helped me and I want to share them with you guys today so hopefully that it will help you next time that you have a presentation that you have to do even if it's to 10 people or to 100 people that you will feel a lot more comfortable and confident going into that situation so let's start with number one so number one is preparation before you do anything, sit there and write out your framework, your intro, your middle and your end. Also, 
before you do this planning, look at how much time you have. Have you been briefed on how long you have or what is the time frame that you've been given? Remember that you'll need to leave 10 to 15 minutes or I like 10 minutes as a sweet spot for questions at the end. And you need to bear this in mind because there is nothing worse than somebody briefing somebody a presentation and then you go over or under. It just doesn't scream professionalism and it's irritating. So do not do this. Make sure that you have it in that real sweet spot of the level of time that you've been briefed or that you have. So when I'm structuring my marketing presentation, I'll give you my seven basics. So I'll start with the contents and what's coming up and the gender and I will write that down. Usually there's about eight to 10 different things on the what's coming up slide. Then I do my trusty fundamental objective because we'll always start with the end goal. See how this is flowing through from my marketing plan to Facebook ads to any channel, even in presentations, it is the first and foremost thing that you say. Then I go on to any research, issues that we're trying to solve, problems, anything that is the reason why we're doing this marketing campaign. Then I'll get into the meat of the presentation, which is definitely the middle. And that is all of the marketing plan, the channels and lots and lots of stuff there, which is where I will spend the most time because that's the most important thing. Then I will make sure that my budget is on a slide near the end and I do it split by channel and the percentage split per channel. So you can really see if influence is taking a big chunk of the money or is it paid social or is it PR? What is taking the biggest chunk of the pie? Then always do a timeline slide. So you absolutely need your budget and your timeline. And on your timeline is sort of from the day that you're presenting to the go live date and split it out per channel. It doesn't need to be the nitty gritty of like literally when you're gonna brief stuff in. It just needs to be the overall timeline for whoever's watching to show the journey that you're about to go on to hit that end goal. And then I do finish with anything, if it's internal, I put any people resource that I need, if I need to borrow anybody from other department, or if there's any blockers that we need to talk about today, such as do I need more budget? Do I need more time? Is there a channel that I'm not so sure about and I'd like feedback on? So anything like that, I also put at the end. So once you've done your plan and your framework and you've got that intro, the middle and the end, you can then think, and you've written it all out, I just write it on notepaper or sometimes on my computer, but it doesn't really matter how you do this, however you prefer. Then how are you gonna present this? So is there a screen? Is it virtual where you'll be sharing your screen and so you'll have a PowerPoint? Is it something that is going to be in person, maybe you're on a stage and so you'll only have note cards, you won't have a PowerPoint if they don't have that technology. Always make sure that you know what is available for you. If you've been given options like PowerPoint or no PowerPoint, no presentation, I would always, always go with a PowerPoint. But big disclaimer here, this is to help aid you. It's not the presentation. It's very much all about what you're saying, but it's a really great prop. Now, my if you take anything from this this podcast today, I want you to take this because I'm getting on my soapbox for a second. Only put the key points on there that you are going to say. Do not write out every single sentence and read from the slides. I'm telling you 
from junior level to board level, there is nothing more irritating sat there watching somebody read the slides because you could read the slides. They could have just sent it me and I could read the slides for myself. So make sure that now you have your plan and you can go and do your PowerPoint. You only do your key points. Great that you've got a lot of extra stuff that's going you want to say, but write this separately. Don't write it on the slides. And also do not try and make your PowerPoint until you have your plan because you'll just get lost up in what you're doing. Make sure you don't even look or start to do your PowerPoint until you are happy with your plan. Also think of what you're going to put in your PowerPoint. So is there images that will help this? Maybe you don't even need to write any words. Maybe an image does the job for you. Maybe a video. If you're in marketing, you don't want something that's really a shambles of a marketing deck that just looks really plain and boring. If you are not creative like me, I recommend you go and download Canva. It's a free website, which I'm going to go into Canva in a different, because I could just talk about it for hours. But you can you really use Canva to your advantage and it has automatic templates already. It has icons that you can use. It has lots and lots of things. So make sure that you do this. And like, I have got a lot better of this over the years. I am really lucky to be surrounded by people that are an absolute PowerPoint expert and their presentations always look amazing. So it's made me raise my game, certainly. So as I said, that you'll be writing out separately what you don't want to put on the PowerPoint, but you know you want to say. Now, obviously in PowerPoint, you can write this below the slides and some people prefer to put them there. Personally, myself, I like to write them on note cards. I'm pretty old school. That always used to work for me when I was doing public speaking classes. So I have on my note cards, usually color coordinated, what I'm going to say to marry up to the slides. But if you are doing this virtually and you're sharing your screen, it actually might be more convenient for you to type it below the PowerPoint. Number three, and you need to be focused on this throughout the whole thing, Focus on the language that you're saying and your audience. Are you presenting to the marketing department? Is it sales? Is it board level or is it external? And when I'm talking about the language, if you aren't talking to a marketing audience, don't use marketing acronyms that nobody is going to understand. So CPL, ROI, CRM, AOV, CPM, they just go on and on. And PPC, SEO, oh, I've got loads of them. But if, you're, if your audience is not marketing, you need to think about that and what you're saying. And don't just presume that they know what you're talking about. Of course, if it is to a marketing department or a marketing conference, then they are going to understand. So you can not only use the acronyms, but you don't have to go into as much simple language. Remember, your audience don't necessarily know what you know. So you need to have that in your head so that you pitch it correctly. And in the same breath of this, is there enough info for them? Is there enough backstory for them to understand? And do these checks, do they care? And is it relevant? Does it add to the story of what you're saying? So you could have done tons and tons and tons of marketing research to get to your marketing campaign. How much of that do they really care about? They do not want to know, unless it's maybe your marketing head that needs to know, how much research has gone into it. Will one slide showing one sentence per 
the research that you've done that will help. That's all I need to know. So just make sure that you're not over delivering information that might not be relevant for them. And it's not going to help get to the end goal of the presentation. So just make sure that you have this balance and your audience in mind when you're writing out this plan and presentation. So moving on to number four is put in your research to back up what you're saying. And this sort of goes with what I've said before is how much do they care? If you are talking to your marketing director or head of marketing and they need to know every stat and every research to back up what you're saying, that's great, put it in. If it's something internal or board level where they just need to know that you know your stuff, but you don't necessarily need to put all of it in there. Just do it really subtly. So maybe put, I always start my presentation with a few key stats to show that there is logic there, but I only do it maybe one slide max if it's not a marketing audience, just to show that I know what I'm saying, I'm confident in it and I have my research to back up what I'm saying. Once you have your PowerPoint done, it's looking beautiful, you've got all of your fonts matching, you haven't got too much writing per slide, you've got some nice images there to complement it, you've written out either on your note cards or on the PowerPoint deck itself below it, everything that you're going to say, you've made sure that there's not too much or too little information depending on your audience, you know that your language is correct, you're good to go. And a lot of people will stop there and go, okay, I've got everything that I need now to go and present. Yes, you do, but we're only on step four. And remember, I said that there are seven steps. And this is where a lot of people, I think why they get so nervous is because they stop here and then go and present because they've got everything, right? They're well-equipped and you are well-equipped. But this is where I would say that I get my confidence from and now I don't get nervous at all whether I'm speaking to 10 people or 100 people I can simply deliver these because I do these these next three steps number five practice 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 you should know your your presentation pretty much off by heart and back to front you need to practice those note cards that you've written you need to go over it over and over and over again so once I've done it I'll usually have my presentation ready maybe three days out before I'm going to go and present it and in those three days I will practice 10 times a day easily so just before I go to bed I'll practice it when I wake up in the morning I'll have my coffee and practice it instead of scrolling on social I'll be practicing my presentation if I have a 20 minute break where I don't have any meetings I'll practice it again at lunchtime I'll practice it again you'll find little slots in your day and just keep going back to it and the more that you go back to it the more that then it will just flow really easily off your tongue and then once you know it back to front it's so much easier to go and stand up and say it to somebody because you know it off by heart. You know exactly what's coming next. You know your key points that you need to say per slide. And just by practicing, it will amplify your confidence so much. You might think, oh, I know it's a waste of time. It's not. I don't think I could practice enough for presentations, but you just ooze that you know what you're speaking about because you've practiced it off by heart there is nothing more awkward than watching a speaker and they don't know what's coming next they're waiting for the next slide they're reading off the slide they've got their head down in their notebook it's just it doesn't ooze professional and number six sort of goes with this and it is to be confident in everything that you're presenting 
And yes, whilst this comes with practicing your speech, it also comes with understanding every single little thing that you are going to present. So if you're about to stand up and do a really in-depth presentation on SEO and you've never done SEO and you don't understand it, do not present it because you don't understand. And when people ask you questions, they will quickly know that you don't know and it will all fall apart. So if you're presenting anything, make sure that it's in your wheelhouse, you understand everything and this will give you the confidence to be able to stand there and be really happy with what you're about to present, both from practicing it, yes, but also from understanding the very roots of what you're presenting. Those two things coupled together, I think are my secret sauce and why I can public speak with marketing presentations because I do these two things to a point where it gets boring. My seventh and final tip and my nugget of the day is think about you presenting this back. If you're not engaged with what you're saying and if you're really monotone or super boring or disinterested in your voice, why will your audience care? If you're not engaged, you have absolutely no hope of engaging your audience because it's so difficult to listen to somebody that is really disengaged and they're the presenter. If they're disengaged, you've got no hope and you've lost them already. So really just think about what you're saying. How can you make sure that it is engaging? And this also is not just in your voice and your tone of voice, but also in the content that you're doing. And that's why I said, make sure that you are speaking for the audience that you have in front of you. If it isn't the marketing world, don't go too much into the research side of it. That's boring. They want to know about the really fun stunts and PR things that you've got that are going to really amplify the business. They want to talk about the fun, exciting, who have you got on board? What's the plan? Whereas if you are doing something that is pitching to say the marketing department, you will need a lot more of the research and the stats but to them that's their bread and butter that's their world so therefore they do need to know it and they will stay engaged because it is what they're there to do to help and advise you. So there you have it, my seven tips on how to be a more confident public speaker when you are presenting your marketing campaigns. And please go back and listen to all seven of them if you're not quite sure. And I promise you will have the confidence next time to deliver an amazing marketing presentation. Good luck. I'm rooting for you. You'll be amazing. Thank you so much for listening to my Marketing Nuggets podcast. I've been your host, Emma, and I will catch you next time. Bye for now.